Um, we have been looking at Christmas movies. We've called this sermon series Flixmas. So far, we have looked at Christmas Vacation, that great mountaintop movie um, that does show us how our families can stress us out. But God's okay with that, and he's okay with our families. And even when our families are a little shocking, God works through those kind of families. And in fact, Jesus had some relatives that were a little shocking, and God was okay with that. And it was a tremendous, I hope, message of hope. Uh, we then looked at Charlie Brown Christmas, and that was a great reminder of the real meaning of Christmas isn't about the doing and the stuff. And the real meaning of Christmas is found in the simplicity and slowing down and focusing on that baby that was given by God for us. And then last week we looked at Home Alone that both helped us see that we really do need people around us. It's terrible to be alone. And of course, God came to be with us. And we're going to look at that verse again today. So we're not alone. Whatever our physical, biological situation in life may be, we're never alone. Because God came to be with us, and not only be with us, but to help us. As we face robbers in our lives. And so today, this brings us to another just mountaintop movie, and that's Elf. Silly, goofy movie about Buddy. If you haven't seen it, Buddy, by the time we really get to know him in the movie, is this huge strapping man, six foot four, but inside that huge male body is a little boy. Because Elf, uh, Buddy was actually raised by Santa's elves. He mistakenly got into Santa's bag, and Santa took him up the chimney and back to the North Pole. And so he was raised by elves. But somewhere in the process, Buddy figures out that he's different. He's not an elf. And so he proceeds to realize he needs to figure out who he is, and the way to do that is find your father. And so he begins this odyssey, this journey to find his father, and of course finally finds him in New York City. The problem is his dad, Walter Hobbs, is a corporate workaholic for whom Buddy is a distraction and a nuisance. And Buddy, who had all of these fantasies of what life would be like when he finds his dad, finds out that that doesn't come true. And it is a Christmas movie, and they finally reconcile at the end. But there are two themes I'd like to pick out of Elf because I think they are themes that we can resonate today. And that is about our parents, our fathers. They are pretty important. They help us understand who we are. Eddie needed to find his dad to understand who he was. And in the process, human parents aren't always what we hope for, aren't perfect. But there is a sense, there is a message in that, and I made this acronym up myself, and that is ELF stands for Everyone Longs for a Father. And I think there's truth in that. Sometimes we cover that pretty well. Sometimes, especially if we felt like we didn't have a father or a father present in our life, we build some pretty strong walls to say, I don't need that. But I'm convinced deep down inside... We all are that person who says, I need a father. Fathers are a key part of who we are. 
They help us form our identity like Buddy who needed a father to clarify who he was. Our fathers help us see ourselves. Our fathers help us relate to others. They are such a key part of who we are. And the truth is this isn't just about fathers. Mothers play an equally important role in that whole process. Each is a part of who we grow up to be, of our life, of our heart, of how we see ourselves, how we see others. Our parents have such a huge piece in that of how we handle life and how we relate to other people. There is a problem, and that is just like Buddy found out, we as human parents, we aren't perfect. None of us are. And I realized that as I started this sermon and I introduced this subject, a number of you are already uncomfortable. Because you may be sitting there saying, I am not the father, the mother I should have been. And that makes us uncomfortable. It stretches us. But there is a reality, and that is that we are humans. And I don't mean to make that an excuse, but the truth is none of us are going to be perfect parents. The best parents will fail us at times. That doesn't take away our hunger to have that perfect father. That one who is always there, who never fails us, who always responds in the correct way. There is something inside us that wants that because I think we were designed to have that. A father we can always count on. And I know that for some, we've given up on that. I didn't get that. I'm not going to have that. It doesn't exist because of the human experience we've had. But before you give up on all of that, I want you to wait for just a moment. Because we can have that perfect father. That perfect father that maybe that little voice that doesn't speak very loudly any, anymore inside our head says, I wanted that. I wish for that. Well, the good news that I have for you is that you have that father. And you may be like Buddy who doesn't know who that father is, maybe even doesn't know where that father is, but he had that father nonetheless. And the reality is that each of us today does have a father, a perfect father, our heavenly father. And I want to look at three short verses that give that message to us and clarify the reality that we do have a heavenly father who cares very much for every one of us. First in Psalm, Psalm 68 who is God? God is a father to the fatherless. A defender of widows is God in his holy dwelling. You may feel fatherless. You may physically be fatherless. My dad died when I was 14, 13. I may have been fatherless, but I wasn't. Because we have a heavenly father who sees us and wants to be in that role as our father, your father. You already have him. Then the prophet Isaiah in verse 49. This is God speaking here. 
And he says, can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? And the obvious answer to that question is, well, of course not. No mother could do that. And then God says, well, even if she might forget, I will never forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palm of my hands. If I understand that verse right, we would put it in our language today, I have tattooed your name on the palm of my hand. That's a pretty big love. That God says, a mother might forget you, I will never forget you. Wherever you go, whatever you do, whether you are far away, whether you know me or not, I love you so much I have put your name on the palm of my hand. That's the father you have, whether you know him or not. And then finally in 2 Corinthians 6, Paul adds, God again saying, I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. God in all his power as the creator of the universe is working with this goal in mind. That we will know him, that like buddy we will find him and we will discover in this father who has always been our father. Whether we've known him or not. That we have in him a father who loves us deeply and perfectly to whom we are so important he has put our names on the palm of his hand. And it's out of those verses and that message throughout scripture that I can say to you, you do have a father, a perfect father today, right now. The task for us is to accept that unbelievable truth and to come to Him and to open our lives to Him, to get to know Him. I know what happens when you feel like you've lost a father because I've walked that road because you build walls. That's how we survive. We've been abandoned and we'll never let that happen again, so we build walls. And we tell ourselves we don't need a father. And we learn to live that way. But the truth is we do have that father and we do have that need for that father. And he is there and he does love us. We've seen that. The task for us is to go on that journey like Buddy to open our lives up and to find this father, this reality who does love us, who is alive today and wants to be present with us every day as we live our life. We do not need to be alone. None of us. For we have that Father. And to learn the truth of this perfect Father who will never abandon us, who will never be too busy for us, who will never be an embarrassment to us, And so what we end up talking about today is our relationship with God. As this Christmas comes, as God comes to earth, as we are on our own journey of who are we? 
And where is our father? Where is our mother? Our parents? Let me ask you a question. What comes to your mind when we talk about God? What do you see? This relationship with God, what does yours look like? Let me give you a quote from A.W. Tozer, a very famous preacher from the early parts of the 20th century. Tozer said this, What comes into your mind when you think about God is the most important thing about you. That's a big statement, isn't it? Now, you may at first, I did, like, that's crazy. But slow down. Think about that for a minute. Because how we think about God ripples out to every area of our life. It's not just who we see God to be and, and does He know us, does He care about us. That ripples down to, who am I? Am I special? Am I somebody? Am I nothing? Am I just a particle in the universe? Well, it depends on how you see God. And who are the people around me and what are they about? Well, it depends how you see God. You see, just like that relationship with our human parents that formed us and that affects us as we grow up and is always with us, so too is how we see God always with us and affects every area of our lives. If I see God as my Father, if you see God as your Father, it changes who we believe we are and how we see others. You see, how we see God is going to do one of two things for us. It's never neutral. How we see God may create anxiety and angst, make us uncomfortable, or depending on how we see God, it may bring peace to us, a sense of well-being, a sense of security, a sense of I'm okay, I'm even special because of how He's loved me, and how I see others changes because I know this same God and Father is there, God and Father. And everything changes. You see, Christmas reveals God's heart. In what God does at Christmas, it shows us how much He cares about us. And the, degree, the extent to which He is willing to go out of that love for us. Christmas was God's idea, not ours. That verse we looked at last week. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And we talked about that. We have a God who cares so much for us, he was willing to leave heaven and take on imperfect, flawed, painful human form with all the suffering on this world so he could be beside us, with us, as we go through life. And though Jesus may have returned to heaven, that is still the God we have. A God who wants to be with us. We don't have to earn his love, we have it. And he showed that at Christmas. 
And he showed that he will never leave us. He will always be there for us. Whatever life brings. I want us to look at a very interesting verse. Because this verse can be taken one of two totally different ways. And even if you don't normally grab that Bible out of the pew, do that today. The page number's up there, Psalm 139. I want to read all of these verses, and then I want to come back and talk a little bit about them. And I want you to, here, I'm going to lay out the question before we read it. Are these verses good news or bad news? You get to pick. David is expressing out of his own experience, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you're there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light become night around me, even the darkness will be, not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Now what I mean about these verses, are they good news to you or are they bad news? If you take out the one phrase there at the, at the, begin, at the end of 8, I, I read this and I almost get the picture of David trying to say, I'm trying to get away from you, God. I'm trying to hide from you. And wherever I go, you find me. And I think there's a lot of us that would confess sometimes we feel that way about God. Because of what? Well, we're trying to do things on our own. And we want to call the shots and sort of be our own God. So we need to sort of get away from him so we can feel good about doing our own thing. But you see, woven in there, David shows the other picture. And that is, if I have in God a perfect father who always loves me and always is there and wants to help and is good and wise and perfect, I wouldn't ever want to be without him. And David says, you don't have to be. Because wherever your life may take you, however far away, whatever heights and whatever depths, however dark it may get, you're never going to be away from God. He will always be there with you. You go on a mission trip to a foreign country and nobody talks your language, nobody eats the way you do, nothing is right, God's there. You get into this terrible situation at work and you feel like there is not a good person in this office, God is there. It's in a neighborhood, it's in a family, whatever the situation may be. It may be sitting in a hospital room alone feeling that everyone has forgotten you. God hasn't. Your name's on the palm of his hand. And he is with you. The wonderful promise and the promise of Christmas is that we have a God who cares so deeply for us. He will go wherever we are. We will never be anywhere without him. And he cares for you that deeply. He loves you. 
enough to come to earth, not just come to earth and take on human form, but to die for us on a cross, to die for you. Whoever we are today, we have that Father. And before I close, I want to say another note to parents. You have that Father too. You may not have done it all right. None of us have. You have a Father who loves you. And He is with you in whatever way you are parenting now. And He is the perfect parent. And I realized as I worked on this sermon, sometimes we say, well, I don't know how to be a dad myself. I didn't have a very good dad or a good home, good parents. You do now. You have the best model of a parent in God the Father. And he wants to help you now. We're never done parenting. We learn that. We're never done. We can be 80 and our kids are 50. Guess what? We're still parenting. And we still need that model. What's it mean to be a parent? And we have God. And he loves us and wants to help us parent. And he is willing to have his grace on us. And the other good thing that is so important to know is that we can't always be with our kids and we won't always do it right. But the hope I offer you is to know that your kids, whether you're near them or far, they have a perfect parent who is always with them. Our Creator God, our Father, who came to earth because that's how much He loves our kids. And He is perfect. He will always do it right. Parents, I want you to relax a little bit, chill. Still try to be good parents, knowing you're not going to be perfect. But the hope and peace I offer you is that your kids have a perfect father who is loving them constantly. And wherever they go, they'll never get away from him. They may try. And I say, good luck to that. Because our father will hunt them down and he'll be there. And we can rest in that. And that is the father we celebrate, the source of Christmas. And what we see in Christmas and all that we enjoy in Christmas and that whole story is a result. It flows out of the Father we have. And He is the one who makes life right if we'll let Him. That has to be the greatest gift of Christmas. Let's pray.